when you're in a place of wanting, you're in a place of, I don't have this. I wish I had this, right? That That's how I separate it. And we all have those moments, right? And usually if you think... Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I am so glad to be here with you this week. This week, my guest, Navi Bliss, is the demystifier of personal relationships, cultivator of confidence, certified love and relationship coach, certified inspirational speaker, and host of the Blissful Love podcast. Thank you for joining me, Navi. Thank you so much for having me. It is great to have you here. I'm I am really excited to get to talk about the concepts around joy and attracting things into your life and letting them in and all of that and I think we're going to have a great conversation. So I'd love it if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and about how those concepts um came about in your life. Yeah, so my journey started um uh, even before I knew that my journey started. So I grew up um, in a home with a mom that was physically and emotionally abusive towards me. So I grew up not having self-esteem. So, you know, there are some people that they remember that there was a point in time that they that they had that and then they lost it. I, I never had it. So I never knew what that was like. And that sent me on this quest to always be seeking love and validation outside of myself. And it sent me on quite a toxic path um, for a long period of time. Um, and uh, I thought I found it at a relatively young age. I got married um, when I was 23. And when I met my husband and he was choosing me, I thought, okay, everything that my mom said about me, about not being worthy of love, it's not true anymore because I found someone who loves me. And this is proving to me that I'm worthy of love. And then um, that marriage ended because he had a child with somebody else while we were married. And um, it sent my self-esteem plummeting to an even lower place than it was before because I'd outsourced it to somebody else. And that doesn't that doesn't really work. So instead of proving um, my mom to be untrue, it felt like he was proving her to be true and that I was unworthy of love. And then that sent me on a path um, to even worse relationships where there was domestic violence. And when I finally left the second relationship and I realized that it was a grace that I was able to get away from that, I realized that something had to change. And I wasn't responsible for the things that had happened to me, but I wasn't a child anymore and I was deciding what I was allowing into my life. And what I was allowing into my life was something that I did not want anymore. So it sent me on a healing journey for myself. Um, and through that, that included therapy, it included coaching. And as I started to fall in love with myself, what I realized is that I didn't need anything outside of me anymore because I was able to give the things that I needed to myself but the irony of that is that I also became an attraction magnet for the things that I wanted because I was I didn't need them anymore. I wasn't chasing those things anymore. So um, 
through that, I started to attract healthy, loving relationships. And I also um, found my passion for helping other people step into their confidence because all of the things that we want in our lives, we want those things because ultimately we want to feel good in our own skin. That's what we're looking for, right? And we're looking for all of these other things to be a catalyst to feel good in our own skin. But when we do that, when we're going outside and we're seeking and we're chasing these things, what we're actually um, doing is giving our power away, right? And um, where your power comes from is to step into your worth so that then you can become an effortless attraction magnet. And that is now my passion in life to help people to fall in love with themselves completely so that they can effortlessly attract the, um, the life and love of their dreams because attraction is attraction, whether you're looking for your soulmate or whether you're looking for your soulmate client. And it all starts with you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, there were a few things there I would love to pick up on. Um, and the first, I think, is this, you used both the word power and effortless in the same sentence. And that's really unusual, right? Usually when people think about power, they think about force. They think about uh, expulsive energy. Um, and to to be in power... And for that to be the sustaining element for the effortlessness is is really rare. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't think that power is ever going to be hustle and chasing because when I think of, of power, like it is inherent power. So if you think of somebody who is a royal, like if you think about a king or a queen, they're not hustling for their power. It is inherent, right? They they know it. They're, they're standing in their power. They're not trying to... to um, beg people to do things that they want to do. They're they're commanding it because they know where where they stand in um, in the world and in life, right? And I believe that you have the power to do that. Every single person has the power to do that in their own life, right? So to stand in that where your presence becomes something that is um, a commanding power to other people, and it's your energy that you're putting out there. It is not something that you're um that you're chasing that you're begging that you're hustling that you're manipulating but it is rather this inherent being of being in power being knowing your worth and not needing to to prove that at all that's great that's great that gives a very good um sense of how where we need to be before we want to be attracting, right? Because we're attracting all the time, whether we mean it or not, right? But um, before we go forward into this concept of attracting, I, I really want to talk about this. Um, you said something like that, basically that things happen, right? That your life happened and that it wasn't necessarily your fault, but that you somehow were taking your responsibility for it. It's co-creation, right? All of our lives. And that's a really funny place for people to understand. Can you talk a little bit more about co-creation when things are good and co-creation when things are not great, when we want to walk away? Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, we're making the decision around what we allow into our lives, 
right? So nothing can happen to you unless you're allowing it to happen to you. Um, there's a quote, I forget who said it, but that, um, you know, no one can treat you badly. I think it might be Eleanor Roosevelt um, without your uh, without your permission. Right. And it's that we're allowing people to treat us badly um, if we're having people show up in our life that are treating us badly. We're giving consent to that. We choose what we allow into our lives. And that is it's, it's a scary thing for people to step into their power because it's much easier to play the victim. But the thing is, it, if you want to consciously manifest anything into your life, you cannot do that from a place of being the victim or from a place of being powerless. You have to be willing to step into your power. Because whatever is happening, whatever um, situations you're ending up in, you're allowing those situations to happen. And when we want to, when we play the victim card, we're not taking responsibility for that. So if you're a business owner and you're not uh, having successful relationships with your clients, you're choosing those clients, right? You're not setting up those boundaries. If this is your personal relationships and you're having people constantly treat you badly, they're treating you badly because they can, because they're able to get away with it, right? And this is often why you see people treat one person one way and you see them, see them treat another person another way. And ultimately, if something isn't working for you in a situation, then you have to make the choice to step away in your life. I had to do this in, in my um, in my life in a, in a big way. And this was, I think the hardest thing more than stepping away from any other relationship was stepping away from the relationship with my mother. So I'm in no contact with her. Um, because if I was in contact with her, she would still be abusive. That abuse would still be continuing on in my life. Now I have a choice in my life as an adult Am I going to accept that? Am I going to allow that into my life and then continue on to be a victim and continue on to have this drama? And there are so many people that choose that. But it was a, a big decision to make because in making that decision, I also get a lot of outside judgment from people that will always say, but she's your mother. She did the best that she could. And all of those things can be true. But she is responsible for her behavior and how she shows up in the world and whether she wants to get help and whether she wants to work through her things. And I'm responsible for what I allow into my life. And for me, stepping into my power, stepping out of my victim status meant going no contact with her and cutting off that relationship because I'm not a victim. I'm not that little girl anymore that doesn't have a way to get away that has to accept that behavior. I'm an adult that gets to choose who I allow into my life and what type of behavior I allow into my life. And that was a decision that I had to make for myself um, in reclaiming my power. And in that, I also had to be able to withstand the pushback that I was going to get from other people and know that I was making the decision that was the best decision for me and for my life. <laughs> Yeah. You remind me that um I had a 
therapist one time uh, and I was saying, complaining about something, you know, something in my life needed to change. And I said, it's totally unacceptable. And he said, really? Because you're accepting it. And, you know, in that same way that we understand that this life is, is in part how we behave and in part how we take what comes to us, right? Where, where we are now. Um, and that that's a dance, right? And that we have to dance with that energy of the world, right? That's how this world is made up. And so that, that energy of that dance that we do with other people and with what we take from other people and with how they show up in our lives, it is a really important uh, piece of awareness that we have to we have to work with, right? I just want to add one thing. And that duality, like it extends into business, right? So, so many people want to be very successful in business. They want to have all of these things. They want to be able to do all of these things. Like maybe they want to be on big stages. They want to have a huge following, right? But every single thing in life has a duality. So if you want that, if you want massive success, that means you have to have the capacity to also be able to hold the duality of that. Because, you know, if you have millions of people that love you, at the very least, you're going to have thousands of people that disagree with you, that you're triggering, that that hate you, that are coming from a place of backlash towards you, right? And you cannot have that power of all of those um, amazing people that you're influencing and that you're helping in your life if you don't have the capacity to hold the duality of the people who are also not going to like you, who are also not going to approve of you, which is why it's really important that you start by approving of yourself and knowing that you're making decisions that are true to you. Yeah. It's really interesting when people really want fame because uh, there's so much work to be done before you're ready for fame, as you said, you know? Um, So yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Now we talked a little bit about power And typically people do not associate power and joy, right? They think joy is giggles and power is movement. Um, And uh, my experience with power and joy really is that you cannot have your full power without knowing the fullness of your joy. And, um, And that road is is part of what allows you to let all that in. And I'd love to just hear what uh, the role of joy is uh, for you now and and how it contributes to your work. I mean, it's everything, right? Because if I am going to stand in my power, if I'm going to be centered in myself, it has to be from a place of following my joy, right? That means that how I show up in the world is in a way that is making me happy. And then I don't need all of these other things and all of these other situations because I'm going after what drives me and what makes me feel good in my life. So I think it's it's so important. And I think that you know, the power and joy aspect of it is how I like to um, 
to describe it is showing up in your power to me is showing up in your confidence, right? And how I separate like confidence and, and arrogance is because people are afraid of power. Like like I also mentioned already before that um, part of it is the duality because you have to be able to hold the good with the bad. But the other thing is, is that they're afraid of um, the, the implications of that. And they think, okay, if I'm fully confident, if I fully own my power, then that means that I'm going to be arrogant. And it's the complete opposite because arrogance, like how I would describe that is when you go into a room, you are weighing yourself against everybody in that room. Now you might be weighing yourself as better than everyone in that room, but you're comparing yourself. You might be thinking, I make more money than this person. I look better than this person. Every moment is a comparison. And you are not in your power in that moment. When you are in your power, when you're in your confidence, you are so centered in yourself because you are coming up from, from a place of showing up in your joy and what feels good to you that you walk into a room and you are able to offer your presence to everybody in that room because there is no comparison because you're like, I am good enough as I am, and I don't need to compare myself to anyone else. So when you show up in front of somebody, you're able to have a conversation with them and just be present in that conversation. You're not thinking about how you look compared to how they look. Um, you're not thinking about how much money um, they have compared to you. You're not thinking about any of those things. You are there and you are centered, and there is nothing more joyful than that experience. So let's talk a little bit about attraction and how that works and why all of this matters to the concept of attracting or letting it in. Yeah. So, I mean, attraction and, um, and wanting and desire. So I like to sort of separate these out a little bit, right? Because wanting is this state of lack of not having it, right? But there's a difference between wanting and desire. And you have to tap into your desire. So desire is not a state of lack. It's like that fire inside of you. It's like that light bulb that's like, yes, like this feels so good. Like the thought of this feels so good. And you have to be able to tap into that in order to actually be able to attract with ease and not go in a place of wanting, which is when you're in a place of wanting, you're in a place of, I don't have this. I wish I had this, right? That That's how I separate it. And we all have those moments, right? And usually if you think about something that um, in your life, think, imagine you see an ad for this vacation, right? And the first time you see the ad, you could think, oh, wow, that would be so amazing to go on this vacation. It sounds so good. And the thought of that feels so good inside of you. And then you think, oh, I really want that, but I can't afford it. And, and that is going into the energy of want, right? And, and all of a sudden you've shifted from this really high energy, this really high vibration that's actually attractive to that, to all of these reasons of why you don't have it, why you can't have it, why it would be hard to have it. And then if you, when you step into that, you're going to also be stepping into this energy of hustle, of like making it happen, right? And when you're in that energy of desire, you're in this energy of creativity, you're in this energy of inspiration, you're in this energy of bringing it to you. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, now, 
kind of the way we're talking about attracting is um, I just want to point out that uh, when we're, we're always attracting, period, we're always attracting our reality. And so this, uh, as, as we're talking here today, we're really specifically talking about uh, how can we attract the things that we want as opposed to attract the things that we have, right? And those things that we have, we got them by attracting them. <laughs> and so, uh, and letting them in and being responsible for that and all of that, but also by attracting them, right? By believing whatever the beliefs are that supported a way for things to happen for you that maybe aren't what you want. And so that, that, um, that pathway of shifting your thoughts from the thoughts that get you what you got to thoughts that get you what you want is a very narrow pathway, right? It's, it can't have a lot of back and forth in it, or you end up back in the record groove, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything we have in our lives we've we've manifested it right so yes we we've attracted it into our lives but this is when i talk about attraction i'm talking about consciously creating the things that you want and stepping into that energy of where you have it also with ease because some you can you can hustle and you can get you can get things in your life too right like especially as a business owner you know that okay if i do this much work I can I can hustle through it but that is removing the all of your joy in your life because you can make achieving your goal something that that's always something that you go after because you're it's the energy which you're um approaching it from right rather than being in this calmer energy where you're where you're desiring it but it's something that's lighting you up and that creativity is coming through you and it's flowing through you and you're experiencing the joy in the moment right now so you don't actually need to hustle so hard because there isn't this goal that's so far in the future you're in it right now but by being in it you're you're bringing more of that in and you're bringing it in effortlessly into your life. Yeah. I know a lot of times people are uh, concerned that if they allow themselves to just be happy, right? Just, just be happy, right? That's how we kind of look at it in this part of the world, um, that they'll lose drive. And it's a very interesting thing about the energy of abundance and the energy of joy and the energy of participation, right? Of the things that you're participating in. And, uh, and, and those things can play very, very nicely together. Yeah. I mean, I think that that, that is everything. The only way that you're going to lose your drive is if you're going after something that you don't really want that isn't connected to your soul. And so many people are. If you have a drive to do something in your life, each person has something that is different. That's what makes this world so unique. That's what makes this world so special. If you have this spark inside of you to do something, if you live in your happiness and you live in your joy, that isn't going to diminish. There, You're just going to have more creativity flow through you and it's you're going to feel inspired. The only way you're going to lose your drive is if you're going after something that you don't really want. 
And that is something that someone has told you that you should want, or perhaps it's something that, you know, you society is telling you, but if you lose your, your drive, it's because it's not that important to you. And, and different things are important to different people. And sometimes we have these things that are fed to us through media, through social media that, you know, you're supposed to want that huge mansion. You're supposed to want to travel the world. You're supposed to want to do everything. And there are people that want that. And that is amazing. And you can absolutely have that if that's what you really want. But everybody doesn't want that. Some people want a little cottage in the middle of the woods and they want a really simple life. And if that is what you actually want, but you're trying to, to, to hustle and create towards something that you don't really want, when you step into your happiness and joy, you are going to lose your drive because it's going to bring you back to, the, to what is actually making you happy, what is actually making you feel good. And you're not going to care at the end of the day because you're feeling good. But if that isn't what you want, you want something bigger, you're not going to lose your drive because how are you going to lose your drive um, when you're living in your joy if, there's, if that's a spark that you're really drawn towards? That's great. So uh, just so that we have a little more knowledge of you, where do you find joy? So I find joy in um, spending time with people that I love. I really love to be around people and to connect with people. That is something that brings me a lot of joy. I love to go to new places. So, so travel is a big one for me because I love learning new things and experiencing new cultures. That is something that brings me joy. Being in nature, especially being by the water, that brings me so much joy. Um, reading a book. I love to read. I love to experience knowledge. And I think books are just another way that we can travel. And I certainly, books were certainly a way that I used to travel and to escape um, when I was, when I was a child and I didn't have another way to get away from the situation that I was in. So books are something that brings me a lot of joy. So these are just some of the things that bring me joy. That's wonderful. Thank you. So I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you. Tell us what you've got going on and where we can find you. Yeah, so um, you can connect with me um, on my website, which is NavyBlissCoaching.com, or I'm on all social media platforms at NavyBliss. And um, uh, right now, um, I have a masterclass that's coming up on uh, January 12th, um, which is called My Year of Magic. Um, and uh, I will also be, I have my signature program, um, Sexy Confidence, which is all about stepping into the sexiest, most powerful, confident version of yourself. And that will be starting again um, in February. And um, I also offer private coaching as well um, for anyone that's interested. Wonderful. And just in case you're listening on the replay, this is 2024. <laughs> so all of those dates are 2024. Uh, we will, of course, link everything on all the platforms. So whatever platform you're listening or watching on, please do uh, check out the show notes and you can have the, the direct link so that you don't have to frantically be writing anything down. I also want to remind everybody that you can go to donalyn.blog and definitely pick up your guide to becoming unbreakable. It is a game changer. And if you haven't picked it up yet, 
you will take those 20 pages and have something absolutely actionable and a new framework to go with it. And it will change everything for you. So pick it up. Thank you so much for being here today, Navi. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I'll see you guys next week.